Severe tricuspid regurgitation is a debilitating condition that is associated with substantial morbidity and often with poor quality of life. Decreasing tricuspid regurgitation may reduce symptoms and improve clinical outcomes in patients with this disease. According to results from the Triluminate Pivotal Trial, tricuspid transcatheter edge-to-edge repair using the TriClip device was safe for patients with severe tricuspid regurgitation and was found to reduce the severity of tricuspid regurgitation. The study also showed an improvement in quality of life. The trial enrolled 350 patients with symptomatic severe tricuspid regurgitation from 65 centers in the U.S., Canada, and Europe and randomly assigned them to receive either tricuspid transcatheter edge-to-edge repair, known as TIER, or medical therapy. The mean age of patients across both groups was 75 years and 55% were women. The primary endpoint was a hierarchical composite that included death from any cause or tricuspid valve surgery, hospitalization for heart failure, and an improvement in quality of life as measured with the Kansas City Cardiomyopathy Questionnaire. Overall results for the primary endpoint favored the tier group. There is no apparent difference between the two groups in the incidence of death or tricuspid valve surgery and the rate of hospitalization for heart failure. But the quality of life score changed by a mean of about 12 points in the tier group as compared with about one point in the control group. At 30 days, 87% of the patients in the tier group compared with 4.8% of those in the control group had tricuspid regurgitation of no greater than moderate severity. Researchers also noted that 98.3% of the patients who underwent the TIER procedure were free from major adverse events at 30 days. In conclusion, tricuspid transcatheter edge-to-edge repair was safe for patients with severe tricuspid regurgitation, reduced the severity of tricuspid regurgitation, and was associated with an improvement in quality of life. A new study did a collaborative analysis of patients with or at high risk of atherosclerotic disease who were receiving contemporary statins and were participants in the multinational prominent reduce it or strength trials. A total of over 31,000 patients were included in the analysis. Researchers looked to understand the relative importance of high sensitivity C-reactive protein and low density lipoprotein cholesterol as determinants of risk for major adverse cardiovascular events, cardiovascular death, and all-cause death among patients receiving statins. Quartiles of increasing baseline high-sensitivity CRP and of increasing baseline LDL cholesterol were assessed as predictors of future MACE, cardiovascular death, and all-cause death. High-sensitivity C-reactive protein represented a biomarker of residual inflammatory risk, and LDL cholesterol represented a biomarker of residual cholesterol risk. Hazard ratios for cardiovascular events and deaths were calculated across these quartiles, with analysis adjusted for age, gender, body mass index, smoking status, blood pressure, and previous history of cardiovascular disease. 
The authors found that among patients receiving statins, inflammation assessed by high-sensitivity C-reactive protein was a stronger predictor for risk of future cardiovascular events and death than LDL cholesterol. This suggests that targeting LDL cholesterol alone may not completely mitigate atherosclerotic risk, and anti-inflammatory pathways may provide incremental cardiovascular benefits. It also means that the combined use of aggressive lipid-lowering and anti-inflammatory therapies may well become standard of care for atherosclerotic disease in the future. The relationship between cannabis use and the heart has been a bit unclear, even though some studies have suggested that smoking marijuana can raise the risk of heart attack, stroke, and other heart events, especially in younger people. A new study shows that even after adjusting for age, sex, and major heart risk factors, people who used marijuana daily were found to be 34% more likely to develop CAD versus people who have never used the drug. In contrast, monthly cannabis use was not associated with a significant increase in the risk of CAD. Researchers then used Mendelian randomization analysis to determine a causal relationship between cannabis use disorder and developing CAD. In terms of the public health message, these authors believe their study shows that there are probably certain harms of cannabis use that were not recognized before. So it's important for people to be aware that cannabis use is not without risk. And people using marijuana must tell their doctors about its use so their heart health can be monitored. Data has been limited regarding clinical outcomes after intravascular imaging-guided percutaneous coronary intervention for complex coronary artery lesions as compared with outcomes after angiography-guided PCI. A new study called the Renovate Complex PCI Trial evaluated this clinical outcomes question. A total of 1,639 patients in South Korea were randomized to undergo either intravascular imaging-guided PCI or angiography-guided PCI. The primary endpoint was a composite of death from cardiac causes, target vessel-related myocardial infarction, or clinically-driven target vessel revascularization. This study found that PCI guided by intravascular imaging in the patients with complex coronary artery disease was associated with a lower risk of death due to cardiac causes, target vessel-related myocardial infarction, or need for target vessel revascularization. With a median follow-up of 2.1 years, the primary endpoint was observed in 7.7% of patients in the intravascular imaging group and 12.3% in the angiography group. Looking at the component endpoints in the intravascular imaging group versus the angiography group respectively, cardiac death occurred in 1.7% and 3.8%, target vessel-related myocardial infarction in 3.7% and 5.6%, and clinically-driven target vessel revascularization in 3.4% and 5.5%. No between-group difference was seen for safety events. The authors believe that among patients with complex coronary blockages who are undergoing stenting, their study results may lead to an increase in the use of intravascular imaging and, in turn, improvement in clinical outcomes.
For Mediblurb, I'm Dr. Jim Dwyer.